This episode is brought to you by the YouTube channel Comic Pop. If you enjoy this show, subscribe to youtube.com slash comic pop for even more deep dives into your favorite comics. Hello everybody and welcome to Off the Rack. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. This is the comic book show where we take comics from the past week, recap and review them and let, them, let you know what we think about them, and then give you recommendations of books that come out this week we think you should pick up. But before we get into the comics, we have a sponsor for today's episode, which I'm very excited to talk about because it's Audible. Audible is an incredible service that uh, gives you books that you can achieve via their incredible service. They have an untold amount of titles out there. Uh, they are great and easy to get. Uh, if you go to audible.com slash comic pop, you can also save yourself a little bit of money on a three-month uh, subscription. Uh, you can get, uh, I think it's $6.95 per uh, month if you use that service. Uh, also, if you don't use... Uh, the, U, the URL, audible.com slash comic You can also text it. You text 500-500 using the code comic pop. You'll get the, your subscription that way as well. Nice. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, it includes uh, one free audiobook a month if you do subscribe. Uh, you get exclusive sales, 30% off of regularly priced audiobooks. Uh, you get a bunch of different stuff. Audio shows, news, uh, comedy specials, uh, major publishers, and broadcasters, and entertainers, magazines, and newspapers are associated with Audible. Um, and of course, the app is free to use, and it's across all devices. You can get it on your iOS, your Android, your tablets. You got it done. Plus, I don't know if you know this. I know you do, but I'm telling you just for dramatic effect. Um, did you know that you own everything you get from Audible? So you buy a book, boom, it's yours forever. Nice. And you can use it across devices. Ooh. Yeah, you can build an entire library of audiobooks, and video and and uh, textbooks as well. That's great. For example, uh, I subscribed and got my own Audible subscription, and so I was able to revisit because I lost this book a long time ago, and able to, I was able to get it here. Uh, it was on writing a memoir of the craft by Stephen King. It's an incredible story. Uh, it's not a story. It's really a memoir by Stephen King talking mm -hmm. about the craft of writing. You may remember I dropped that title in my. Elseworlds Exchange interview with Scott Snyder. We talked about Stephen King for a while. He actually knows him personally, and they like go places together. Wow. Um, but we, talk, we wound up talking a little bit about writing, the craft. This book, On Writing, uh, A Memoir of the Craft by Stephen King, fantastic book. Mm -hmm. um, I was so happy to get it back into my library. That's great. And I'll never lose it again. That's excellent. As a result. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, that, that's all. Just wanted to say, uh, check out Audible. Uh, go to audible.com slash comicpop and save yourself some money on a Audible subscription. Uh, or if that URL doesn't work, you can always go uh, text 500-500 um, and just say Comic Pop, and you'll get yourself your your, your, your discount. So nice. check that out. Hang. Uh, so let's jump into it. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. <laughs> um, thanks a lot for, for checking out this uh, our, our sponsor, by the way. This is the first time we're doing it with, uh, with them, and I'm excited to try it out. Uh, so yeah, uh, <laughs> let's see. Got a lot of books that came out. A lot of people asked us about the books from the past week. They were like, are you going to miss those? Are you going to skip those? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't, um, I could. Yeah, we could talk a little bit about them, but I don't want to do a double length episode because it will take forever to get through. All right. I'm so, um, now I'm having a moment of, what did I read last week? A, a ton of stuff. I did? Um, but that being said, there was a lot of stuff that came out this week that I'm excited to talk about as well. Um... Didn't Mr. Miracle come out this week? Yes. So, yeah. No, no, okay, so when he says last week... No, I meant, like, so like two weeks ago, because like we missed whole, an episode. Yeah, because we did the Stanley. Because we did the Stanley special. Like, you know, chat. Exactly. 
Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk about a whole bunch of books. Uh, but before we do that, I want to jump into the Super Chats. Of course, the Super Chats are a way for the audience to interact with us in a way that actually makes things roll a little smoother and also keeps the lights on here at Comic Pop. Uh, Comic Goblin, good morning from Japan. <gasps> hey, good morning to you. Uh, how do you say good morning in Japanese? Ohio. Ohio, uh, which is also a great state in the Union. Uh, thanks. Uh, have a great Thanksgiving this week. Mr. Miracle 12 was beautiful and made me cry. Amazing series. Tom King and Miss Jared are a great team. Mm. Um, yeah, you'll be talking about that book in a little bit. I will. I'm not with Doritos in my mouth. No. And Scoro says, Sal, I know how much you praise Bendis' Daredevil, and after reading it, I definitely agree, but I haven't heard your thoughts on Brubaker's or Souls. Uh, I'm not as much a fan of Souls. I think Brubaker does a good job. He's a great compliment to Bendis' series. Um, Soul does a good job. He's a great writer. Um, I'm just not sold on his work. On Soul? Yeah. You're not sold on Soul? No, I'm not sold on Soul. Wow. Uh, unfortunately, it's just it's just not enough for me. Um, but that's the case across the board when it comes to Soul. He's a great writer. He works really hard. He does a lot of books. And I'm just not interested in any of them. So that's, that's where we are with that, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, so uh, a lot of books came out. I guess I'll jump into it. You anyway. should because... Um, it was like you. It was. It was hilarious. So you're like, just read a couple of books, and I was like, okay. So I did read a couple of books, and then I just kept seeing you reading comics, mm -hmm. and they were like, I read like eight books. I'm like, this is gonna be the sound show, which is fine. I'm sorry. I think it, it's a good show. It, well, it's 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 not. It's nothing without you. No, no. I should say. <laughs> um, so let's get started. Uh, doing it up. I'm doing it up. Let me get. Uh, let me get the. Stuff ready to go. Apparently, I am so hungry. I know, me too. I'm like dying. Um. Okay, here we go. Wonder Woman, number fifty-eight. Yeah. From G. Willow Wilson. Jumping on the title. Uh, let me get out of her way. Um, G. Willow Wilson's on the title. Uh, and it's kind of like it's basically like a restart of the series. Um. Really? Yeah. But she just, we literally just wrapped up Last Days of Magic, which went into her own book. Well, it has nothing to not, do with this. Not Last Days of in Magic. In any way. Um, no, yeah, Last Days hour. of Magic. The Witching Hour, which is the last uh, of Magic for DC. I know. I know. They, they did it really well, though. Um, yeah, they did. Phenomenally. Um, wow. Yep. Are, they, are they even addressing it? No. No, clearly Wilson had this in her, in her drawer. Um, That's a shame. By the way, it's good. I mean, it, it reads well, but it has nothing to do Okay, so Witching Hour happened. definitely left it off where it's just, I guess the Justice League Dark is going to deal with the impending doom, even though Wonder Woman could also deal with it. It's just interesting that they wouldn't even, like, ooh, crazy times lately. No. It's crazy times. Not even a little bit. Okay. Not at all. Um, that being said, uh, it was pretty good. I, 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 it's tough for me. Wonder Woman books are tough for me because, you, you know, right away you have to deal with, like, God's... I don't really relate to in any way, and are not very interesting to me. They can um, be. I know you find it very interesting. In fact, Sometimes you were they a can big be fan. Deliciously melodramatic. I, well, that's very true, and that's another thing. I'm like, ugh. But uh, you, uh, you loved Azarello's run. You may love this run as well. Really? Uh, the story opens with uh, Philippus and Hippolyta, okay. who are walking around. They're going through this cave, and uh, they are checking on Ares, who is chained to the, to a living kind of like. Uh, hell, so okay. to speak, a prison. And uh, he's there, and he's joined by Grail. Wow. Yes. And basically, uh, Ares... See, yeah. I, you just don't put them in a room together. I'm just saying... Right? Like, no, I agree. Mm -hmm. But basically, Ares... They, the, the, the two ladies uh, muse about whether, like, 
what if Ares actually like learned his lesson? Would it, like, and one of them says something like, "Wouldn't it be horrifying if that's true?" And I'm like, "No, what? <laughs> I see you're trying to do it for dramatic effect because I know that's what you're going for, but like, what?" So anyway, uh, Ares realizes basically that like, you know, I, I've done all these things. I know that there's these great kings that have murdered and untold amounts of people. No one remembers them. You know, their weapons have names that people remember more than them. Like he he has a, he does have a great line where he says something like, uh, you know. The, the, the humans worship a, a carpenter who never picked up a sword once in his life. <laughs> what, what the hell? And I'm like, good point. Um, but, uh, but basically he says, like, that, the, you know, they, I've, I've learned that there is something more uh, totemic and everlasting than war. Okay. And Grail's like, oh, don't tell me it's love. And he's like, no, it's justice. So you need to give justice. So grab the sword called the God Killer and, uh, and, and, and kill me with it. Okay, hold on. There's just a there's just a god killer sword just sitting down there with them. It seems like this like what ends up being a multi-purpose cave. Like initially it was storage for superfluous weapons. Yes. Um and well, don't forget, like Gandalf finds uh the, the 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 goblin cleaver just like sitting in a hole. Right. Sting itself was in a hole. Yeah, somewhere. but like because they were like forgotten long after a war, not because the Amazons were storing it for later. It's, it's just it's just on the ground, along with a few other things. That's just um, okay. In any event, uh, so he dies, and then like everything he dies. Well, he like he 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 passes. Oh. And uh, so everything's thrown into tumult. Uh, Wonder Woman is in uh, her her bed in Northern Virginia. Steve Trevor is like, "Hey, honey, I'm uh, I'm leaving. I'll see you later." And then like. Uh, blood just pours over him okay. as she realizes that she's dreaming. Right. And she's just kind of like remembering the last conversation they had. Mm -hmm. uh, so she gets a call from Etta Candy, who is like a badass, uh, you know, warrior in her own right in this version yeah. of continuity. Uh, basically, she's like, okay, so we're in this, this newly democratized country. Uh, Trevor's unit got ambushed. He's missing in action. You don't come here and rescue him. Which is like saying, please come here and rescue him. Why she, would you call? Right, I know. I guess because she's she's like, I wanted you to know before you found out on the news. So she calls, Wonder Woman shows up, kicks the crap out of some US soldiers who are gonna like shoot a kid, like a little kid. Uh -huh. Because they're like, he's probably got a weapon. And she's like, no, meh. So they fight. She meets up with Etta in a helicopter. The two of them like talk about stuff. And then uh, we find that the kid they were going to shoot actually is like in some way not on the level because he's harboring these uh, these characters, these godlike characters here. You mean a satyr, a minotaur, and a pegasus? That's tr that's correct. <laughs> like, no, and they're all, and like, who's the kid? What's his deal? He seems wise for his years. Maybe he's the little kid from the Azarello run. I don't know, but I don't think so. That was, wasn't, what? Yeah, wasn't that Hades? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe, like, it's maybe it's Ares. Maybe he's back. It's not. He's back. No, because uh, Ares comes back at the end of the book. Oh. Yeah, so uh, Wonder Woman, oh, the, 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 uh, there's like an insurgency that's like screwing with the government that made a treaty with the America. So like the Americans are defending the newly established government. But the insurgents are being led by a total badass. And so like Wonder Woman goes to face him. And when she does, it's Ares. And Ares is like, hey, I'm here to join you in a battle against uh, tyranny. Also, I kind of look like Steve Trevor now. Yeah. Am I hot now? Right? Do you like me now? So <laughs> yeah, Ares is like... I, I'm, like, maybe I'll be remembered and worshipped if I'm a, if I'm a superhero, basically. 
But it's pretty petty, Ares. I mean, like, that's that's a cool development for Ares, I guess. <laughs> I think that's neat, I guess. Okay. Again, I'm not really a Wonder Woman guy. <laughs> All right, that's fair. But it's still pretty cool. I don't know. Right? All right, that's fair. Yeah. It's just not for you, huh? No. Necessarily. Okay. There are very few Wonder Woman books that are for me. <laughs> I really liked Earth One, which is saying a lot. But that being said, eh. Okay. It's all right. Do hey. I recommend it? I suppose. That's fair. That's all right. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised that there was no reference. I mean, other than like what you said, that more than likely someone just... Yeah, that Willison just had it. Yeah, it was like, it's this is the story I want to, to tell, and I don't, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's literally just been that. Okay. Or what uh, else you got? Yeah, a lot of stuff. Uh, so a, I think you should do another one. Well, all right then. Um, okay, so I'm recommending, I'm, re I'm reviewing this book because it's the last issue in the series. Uh, Ghostbusters Crossing Over came okay. out. Uh, this is number eight. It's written by Eric Burnham with art by Dan Schoening. Who rules? Uh, who rules. Uh, if you would like to know more about this series uh, and the, its creators, check out the Elseworlds Exchange on Ghostbusters, because both of them are on it, and we talk about Ghostbusters for a while. A lot of fun insights into like the comic and the process, and of course the franchise, yeah. that everybody likes but nobody wants to watch an Elseworlds Exchange about. So uh, in this issue, uh, all the Ghostbusters teams across the multiverse have teamed up, and they are going to defeat Tiamat, who is the uh, like female supervillain that Eric Burnham created in the first arc for the Ghostbusters, like mm -hmm. almost ten years ago? Eight mm -hmm. years ago is when the series started. Really? Uh, yeah. Wow. I know. I know. Um, but yeah, so uh, they banished Tiamat. They she lures that the Ghostbusters, all of them, across the multiverse, which includes uh, the real Ghostbusters, the, the 2016 Ghostbusters, uh, new Ghostbusters from like. Uh, Extreme Ghostbusters. Uh, right. What's it called? The the, uh, the Sega Ghostbusters. Um, what? You know, new Ghostbusters that are that are a team made up of like Kylie, who's like a IDW Ghostbusters version of the Kylie from the Extreme Ghostbusters universe, and Janine and a cool FBI agent that like hates Venkman. Uh, a lot of fun stuff in this issue. Wow, it's see, a lot of Ghostbusters. It's a lot of Ghostbusters. It's like twenty Ghostbusters. So if you've ever wanted to see like all the Ghostbusters ever anywhere ever. Shoot a big bad guy with lasers and then trap them. Does she become a five-headed dragon at any point? No, she does not. Regrettably, uh, what she does do, or what they basically, she's like, "I'm too powerful. You can't beat me just by shooting me with uh, with, with proton accelerators." Uh, so they you gotta cross the streams. Well, they don't know. They, they did it last time. You can't always cross the streams. You can. Uh, but what what they wind up doing instead is they outfit a couple of like uh, uh, traps and they absorb her essence and separate her so it's like it's not that they trap one entity into one trap they they trap it's like they've made horcruxes now of tiamat where it's like uh. oh, there's like 20 traps and she's in she's a little piece of her is in all of them okay and that kind of screws her up really bad uh the last time they, they defeated her by the way uh winston gave up being married to this really awesome lady uh, in order to like make sure she would never return to our plane of or but their she plane of did. existence. But no, no, she no. She lured them to another oh, plane of existence so she could get her revenge. Okay. That was her loophole. But uh, they won more Dane Winston as a result. Wow. I know, and Winston's pretty upset about it. Yeah, that's fair. Does he remember? Yes, only oh. he remembers. Okay. Also, uh, Ray has a girl has a ghost girlfriend who, uh, in order to stabilize the containment unit. 
puts herself into the kid Damon unit, and uh, so now he doesn't have a girl, ghost girlfriend. That's right. Well, okay. he, it's a long distance relationship. Now they can like he can see what she's up to. He, he just check in on her. He's, yeah, he, he's a voyeur now. Precisely. Creepy. Which, I mean, like, wasn't he always? So, uh, <laughs> and also Janine joins the like organization that Walter Peck was in charge of. When Walter, uh, this is a why. Real, okay, well, uh, yeah, why indeed? Who knows? Oh. Because he's got red hair and so does she. Yeah, but different shades. Nailed it. Anyway, uh, this series is fun. Uh, Ghostbusters is a great series. It's been going on forever. If you ever wanted to like know more about what's going on with the Ghostbusters yeah. outside of cartoons and stuff, this is the series. Like, this is the, If anybody's like, oh, I want Ghostbusters 3, no, you don't. <laughs> Just read this book. Okay. They, they team up with the Turtles. They team up with like the, the cartoon versions. And they're and they're great. Like and by the way, in ca- in canon, no no imaginary stories. Right. So, if you ever were on the fence, check them out. It's a fun series. Oh man, There's a lot of books came out this week. Um, let me get the next one ready to go. Here we go. Here comes the four. Fantastic Four number three came out. <laughs> uh. Reed comes up with a brilliant solution he keeps from everybody in order to win the day. It's a fun book. <laughs> it sounds uh, like it. It's really, I mean, like, okay, so there's this, like, new godlike entity that exists that, like... Isn't Galactus. That isn't Galactus. No, this one, the, she's, like, the Galactus of, like, unmaking things. Like, if there's a creator out there, which is, of course, Franklin Richards, she's, like, the opposite. She destroys. So, like... When, you know, the Fantastic were missing and Franklin and the team were, like, whipping up universes and, like, adding Molecule Men to them and everything, mm-hmm. she was, like, following behind and destroying them. So they didn't do anything? Kind of. Except, like, they had to have. So she must have had, like, they must have had a head start. Either way, so they fight her. Uh, they trick her into transporting basically anyone who's ever been on the Fantastic Four has a close relationship with them to this, like, planetoid and so the Fantastic Four uh, finally united, you know, okay. Reed, Sue, Ben, Johnny. Uh, Johnny's like, told you! Ugh. Oh, yeah, big time. Um, I they, don't learn anything. <laughs> no. They all, they, they team up and, they, and they're like, okay, so like we're going to have the superheroes run interference. Like that includes She-Hulk and Spider-Man and everybody. Um, while, while we whip up this plan, Reed concocts it. It all hinges on Franklin fighting her because they're both kind of like equally powered. Okay. Um, but Franklin's afraid because she defeated him before, and she's also like his antithesis, so she's unmaking all this stuff. She really got into his head. Right. And so um, Spider-Man shows up, and he wants to teach him with great power comes great responsibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Thing shows up and says, that's stupid, and it'll mess you up if you believe that, so go away. Stan Slott being like, I know I said I love Spider-Man, but like you people who like Spider-Man all told me that I suck. And so like... <clears throat> Wow. So the thing shows up and he's like, no, Franklin, you can win, not because with great power comes great responsibility, but because you've got your family behind you. It's about family. He doesn't say you can win because it's, it's clobbering they, they do that later. Okay. But yes. Yeah, Ben goes with him. It's really sweet, actually, because Ben's like, no, you, I'm not going to let you do this alone. Yeah. Like, the two of us are going to do this. And come on, let's say it together. And it's really sweet. It, it's, a, it's a mixture of, like, Dan Slott's bitterness and also, like, this adorable, like, spot. He's like, got to let book. that go. He's it's, never going to. Well, he has to. because no, it's like going it's to. going. I know. I, I know. I understand that. But I was saying he has to because it's going to seep into his creative work like this. And, like, it's 
very obvious to anyone else that he can't get over it. Right. Like, he's not even hiding it all that Yeah, well. but years later, no one will know that he had a problem. And then they'll just go like, this is weird. Yes, they will be like that. Um, but, uh, you know, it's a fun story. Okay. Uh, the new villain is, like, overdeveloped looking. Like, everybody, every time they want to create, like, a cool cosmic bad guy that, like, adds to the pantheon of, like, the Collector or Galactus, they always overthink it. They get in these weird, like, helmets and stuff. Just, just, just goes well, simple. I think it's like they're trying to create a, like, slicker, Kirby-esque. Yeah. It's not working. Sort of look to them. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, ultimately, they do defeat her. The idea being that, like, they destroy her vessels that can get her out of this plane of existence. Okay. And they're like, we're going to strand you here unless you leave. And so she leaves. So they don't defeat her. They just make her go away. Uh, Spider-Man apologizes for trying to lay into Franklin with the great power of great responsibility. Franklin forgives him. It's not really a bad lesson. Uh, no, but it is, though, because it makes you neurotic and makes you want to write Spider-Man, and then people who like Spider-Man will turn on you. Right, but, like, Franklin so, like, has, like, godlike powers, and he really needs to understand that he does have a responsibility not to. No, 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 no he does. Okay. So, uh, by the way, Johnny's gonna go, like, take out this really cool big spaceship, and when he gets there, the, the Hulk's there. And the Hulk's oh. like, I took care of it, but you take the credit, and I'm gonna sneak away. And you're like, okay. Um, yeah. Also, the Fantastic Four were missing... For like the equivalent of a year in Marvel time, but in their time it was more like five years. Okay. So like Franklin and Valeria are like five years older. Oh. Okay. It's just it's just part of the continuity. Sure. Like, pay attention because this is what's happening. Right, right, right. Um, Sarah Pacelli did the art, and she's normally awesome. Yeah, this is okay. It's I, not. I, I'm actually surprised that you said it was Pacelli. I wouldn't have. I mean, like, it's there's nothing wrong with it. Either she is rushed. Or they have a really bad anchor. Either way, it's not her best work, and her thing is not working for anybody. Okay. Her the thing is just, he looks like poop, and like shaped into the thing. What? He just, he doesn't look like he's made of rock, he looks like he's made of mud, he looks like clay face. It's weird, and it doesn't work. Everything else is kind of cool. Also, Reed's beard is horrendous, which is funny, because he had a beard during the Hickman run, yeah. and it was majestic. Well, look, he's just participating in, in No Shave Movember. Oh my god, I hate that so much. <laughs> but also, like, he did that already in Hickman's run, and it looked great. Just... In, in, but with Pacelli, it looks awful. And, like, what's That's weird is they, like, worked in a line, like, because it was awful two issues ago. But, like, um, actually one issue ago. But uh, in this issue... I think the thing references it. He says, like, your horrible patchy beard. Like, he says something about, like, but what's weird is, like, he doesn't have a patchy Like, he grows a regular beard. I know oh. I'm harping on the beard thing, but, like, <laughs> you know, you need to know what the previous run did in your dance slot. Well, so maybe, you do. There's maybe, no way you don't. Maybe being in space for so long. Just made his beard fall apart. Yeah, it's just not Either good. way, you know what they're doing? And I know exactly what they're doing. They're making his beard bad so that when he shaves it, you all are excited. It's manufacturing, like, drama and enthusiasm for something that, like, you really don't have any enthusiasm for. Right. Um, otherwise, this is a, good, it's a fun series. It's okay. cool to see. I was happy to read it. Um, all the gripes notwithstanding, it's a good book. And, uh, you know, Pacelli's art is great in every other respect outside the two things that I complained about. Yeah, all right. Um, everything else is awesome and fun. Uh, she, she draws Spider-Man with tiny eyes. I don't know what that is, but that's her, and she, that's, she does it all the time. And you know what? So did Ditko. So what am I going to do? 
but uh, Tyler Lucas hooked us up in the super chat. He says, "Hey guys, hi." And uh, somebody else hooked us up with a buck. We do appreciate it. Yes, thank they you. deleted their message. I don't know why people do that, but they just say something. You know, say like, "Hi, yo, what up?" But like, I do appreciate it anyway. I just feel bad, you know. Like you don't have to like. I, 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 if you're if you feel self conscious, you know, just say something. We still appreciate it. Yeah, exactly. Maybe maybe they don't want their name read. Maybe that's what it is. That could be. Either way. Still, don't thank live you. in the shadows. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, do you want to do one at this? Like, yeah, all right. Because I think you know. Let's let's talk about Thor. Ooh, Thor. Thor number seven came out, and okay, so <laughs> bought this book. It was like, okay, let's see where this whole future thing's going. And then I was like, oh, we're done with that. Oh. Oh, it's over? Oh, we're done with that for now, I Damn. suppose. I was like, well, I guess that makes sense. So. Yeah. Moving on. Um, Like, literally, I started reading this. I was like, when is this going to go back into that way? No, no. This is Aaron doing that whole exploration of Thor's life at different points in time. Oh, God. Which is fine. This is a great book. It's a, like kind of a one-shot. Like, you can pick this up, read it, never oh, cool. touch another Thor book again. That's fantastic. Um, This is exploring Thor as a younger man. Um, And uh, it opens with... um. Basically, a grim, gritty executions like version of the opening of The Little Mermaid, mm-hmm. where like Odin is trying to like like execute put on these, a big well, he's, play. He's going to execute these dark elves in front of everyone, and mm-hmm. he's just like, and Thor needs to pay attention to that. Where is Thor? <laughs> and it's like you know, over on Midgard with Flounder. Um, yeah, Thor has a cave. Well, actually, Thor's there with his his one of his flying goats, so it is kind of like that, I guess. Wow. They're looking for treasures. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> when he finds a snarfblad. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, he just toots right into that. Mm-hmm. Um, no, he's on Midgard, and basically, he's just he's celebrating with humans because he's just like you know, like my um, like my father's trying to teach you what it is to like be a god and like do certain things, but like I didn't learn what it is to be a god until I went to Midgard. Oh. And so, like... It's a good it, lesson. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, he's just there, he's with some Vikings, and he fought with them that day, and they're like, to Thor, who, like, really saved our asses, and he's just like, nay. He's like, you should raise your horns of, of mead, or what have you, to one another, because, you know, you're all great, too, and what and uh, what what is a god but, like, who those who worship him and how they worship him? Yes. Like, and because of that, I am the mightiest of all gods, because you guys are awesome. It's just like, it's just a total bro fest. Yeah. It's just like... No you! No you! Yeah, they're just all like, oh... They're just, all awesome. They're all awesome. They all start to make out. No, I'm kidding. Um, and then um, Odin's crows, or his ravens, come in. He yeah. sends a raven. He sends a raven. And they take Thor, and they take him out of, of the hall. Oh, that was a big raven. Yeah. And uh, they fly him. Well, they're magical ravens. They're magical. Mm-hmm. And, um, like... Thor's like, first of all, the Vikings are freaking out. He's like, they're monsters. He's like, it's not monsters. They're ravens. That's my dad. And if I know what this means, it means that Odin would like to have words with me. And so they like drop him off in front of Odin and Odin just lays into him about how he's just like, you're supposed to be there. You're supposed to be learning things. And what are you doing? And like Thor's talking back to him. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, inevitably like Thor or Odin backhands Thor. And it's just like, he's just like, I have destroyed and ruined worlds for less than what you're like, what you give me every day. (laughs) And I'm like, Kind of reflects badly on you. Yeah, Odin. that means that you're a dick. Is there ever a book that's gonna be like, hey, you know who's not d- a total douche? Odin. Right. Like, Literally, I've never read a book where Odin was <laughs> like a complete asshole. Yeah, like I'm just like, you know, I I, I see where you're going with this one, mm-hmm. but that's not. I wouldn't say that out loud to a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, you know, as guardian or otherwise, just mm-hmm. not gonna reflect well on your. Nah. Mind. And essentially, like he's just like you don't. 
you're you're the god of storms. You're not meant to be down here in the mud. And he's just like, you're meant to be in Asgard. And he's just like, if you want to be in Asgard so badly, why don't you go back? And I'll hang out here where I belong in the mud. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and so then like he takes off on his flying goat and it was just alone in the forest. He's just like, hmm. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he just, okay. All right, having Odin, a kid. Odin's got to pull it together. And then he hears a voice from behind him and he just starts gritting his teeth and it's Loki. He's like, hello, I could help you with this. And he's just like, I have no like time to deal with you. I have no patience yeah. to deal with you, Loki. Go away. He's just like, but trust me, I, I've got such a plan. Yeah, you I'll always totally do. get him to leave Midgard because that's all Odin wants is him to leave Midgard. Right. And he's just like, no, don't worry. I'm gonna, I, I, got, I got a plan that's gonna be so good that he's not gonna want to come back to like to Midgard. He's just like, well, what are you gonna use? Okay. He's like, I'm gonna use the most powerful like thing in all the universe. Mm-hmm. And like immediately, like Odin's like, oh, the change of of Glacier or something like that. And he's just like, no, no, love, right, a what? chick. Yeah, what? You're, how did you ever get laid? Odin? Right, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, um, Loki springs into action. This whole plan where like he ends up pushing Thor to fall in this place where this huge battle is going on. And when he looks up, there is this warrior woman who is just huge, and she's, like, brandishing a sword, and she's covered in blood, and she's just screaming. She's like, ah, gods fall from the sky, or gods fall from the sky. It's like, it's a good omen, let's go. And, like, she just starts, like, you know, laying into them, like, this other, like, Viking group that's there. And she's just like, these lands are owned by Erica the Red. Erica the Red? Yeah, Erica the Red. All right. And uh, Thor joins in, and he's just like, ah, not to fear, everyone, for today, Thor is fighting with you. And there's, like, no reaction. He's just like, I said, Thor Thor is fighting with you. And she's just like, I don't care. Right. I don't need a god to fight for me. Mm. Like, she just has no patience for him whatsoever. And he's just like, oh, well, um, okay. So, like, she totally rebuffs him, and Thor's just like, hmm. I, uh, Never I been here. I've, uh, usually I just I wave my hammer around, shout my name a bunch, and everyone's all like, ooh, it's Thor. And so things aren't working out, so like Loki and Odin are watching this, mm-hmm. and and like Odin's like, this isn't working. Right, and she Loki, doesn't like him. It's like, oh, God. Loki's like, all right, yeah, all right. Thor is not the best at wooing women. Uh, let me try to help him out here. So he tries to like help him to like introduce himself better, and then like on top of that, like a like a giant shows up, and like so... You know, Thor destroys him, and like all like the other Vikings are like, yeah, woo, awesome. And she's just like, yeah, all right, cool. Like I said, I don't need you. Right. Yawn. Yeah, pretty much. And then she's like, but like at the same time, I've never seen anyone fell a troll quite so quickly. Yeah. And so she grabs him by the waist and she like plants a kiss on him. Right. And he's just like, holy crap. He's just like, it's like the most incredible thing ever. And he's like, and that night we like banged in like in this, in a storm and it changed like the tides. And it was like the most awesome banging ever. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, and when I woke up, like there she was and it was amazing. And like, he takes her all over the place and she shows him what it's like to like be on Midgard for real. Yeah. To live as a human. And like, he's just like, she never asks me about Valhalla. She never asks me about Asgard. She doesn't treat me as a God. She treats me as a man. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, it's incredible. Right. Like, only one time they talk about it because it's like, every time Thor hears a raven, he's like, oh, Yeah. Oh, no. no don't take me away. Mm-hmm. This is awesome. Yeah. And so, like, she's just, she talks to him about that, and she's just like, here's the thing. Like, fathers are good for one thing, and it's for something for you to rise above. Mm. So she's like, you should be thankful for this, and isn't that, like, freaking awesome? Like, you know, like, you shouldn't be ashamed of you. You shouldn't be ashamed of us. Mm-hmm. Like, you say that you, like, love me, like, show me. Right. 
And then, like, a war happens, and, like, um, Thor has to go back to Asgard to fight mm-hmm. in it against, uh, I can't remember who it is. Right. It's, oh, it's, it's with the, it's with the, the dwarves. No, the Dark Elves went to war with the dwarves, and so uh-huh. they're, they're going to back them up. Okay. And so, like, uh, Thor goes to war, and then he comes back. And he gets to the village, and he's just like, he's like, "Hello, Erica the Red. Thor has returned. I'm, I'm here." Mm-hmm. And like this woman comes out, and she's like, "She isn't here." Mm. And he's just like, "Well, then where is she?" And he's like, "She's like, come with me." And she take he, he she takes him to a cliff where there are these like big burial stones. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, "What happened? Was it like the Vikings or the trolls or the whatever?" And she's just like, "She waited for you every day and came out to this cliff and like." watched and looked for you and so he thought it was only fit to bury you he's like i was only gone for she's like 40 years what he's she's like she held on for longer than most would and we most believe it was because she wanted you to come back oh and like he she the the old woman's like she had a message for you and the message was show me and so then like thor like falls upon the grave and starts crying Mm -hmm. and then like like Loki's like, yes, ha, ha, this is awesome, <laughs> and it was me the whole time. I'm gonna drink your tears. He's not like in like Asgard watching this. He's like, this is incredible. Yes, suffer. Yeah. And Thor's like, I'm not. I'm never gonna give up Medgard as a result of this. Right. You've only taught me the opposite lesson. Exactly. Well, Loki's like, and now to claim my prize, Mjolnir, who's like up in Asgard still. Like Thor doesn't have it. Yeah, he can't lift it. And um, so his dad like comes in. He's just like, he's not leaving, and he never will now. <laughs> he's like, what did you do? Mm. And she's like, oh, that kind of backfired, huh? Because, like, now Thor, like, goes to the Viking halls and he fights with them. And he's just like, I'm going to tell you the story of the greatest warrior that you've ever seen. And he's mm-hmm. like, and from her I learned what it was to be a god. And I was like, that's a great story. Like, I just, I don't know. Yeah, I'm how cool. It. It's, just, it's just a cool warrior story. It's beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. You, you, could, you could keep reading Thor or not. You just enjoy it. It's dope. Just enjoy it. Just really dug it. But yeah, it unfortunately, you know, yeah. couldn't, like, couldn't be together. I just like that, like, it wasn't like Loki killed her. No. Or like she was in battle and needed him. Mm-hmm. She just waited for him. It's just, it's Seymour. Right. <laughs> yeah. Aw. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, in the super chat, Nathan Berg helping us out. Uh, Martin Archuleta saying this $5 is for Tiffany. Oh, thank you. Thanks a lot, man. Uh, comics and anime. Silent Tip, who's your favorite hero, Marvel or DC? Doctor Strange. Spider-Man. Nice. So, there we go. Hope that answered your question. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's pretty dope. Yeah, I really, I really, really enjoyed it. Once I realized that we were just going to another time period in his life, and I was like, got it. Right. I'm totally on board. Like I said, like, if you just wanted, to, like, if someone's kind of interested in Thor and, like, in the mythology of it, or, like, just, like, that st- style of storytelling, yeah. it's a fun one-shot to give them. And, like, they make their own decision about whether or not they like to read more exactly. from there. That's really cool. Um, over in my, uh, my books. I uh, really wanted to read this and I didn't get a chance to. Alien 3. What, what do you mean Alien 3? Says everyone reading this. Uh, so, um, Alien 3, if you may have heard of a movie called Alien to the Third Power, Alien Cubed, <laughs> if you will. Uh, that movie was a mess and it was a disaster and it was not very good, especially compared to Aliens or Alien. Um, a lot of people have their own opinions about Alien 3, but some people really like it because it was very different. Uh, yeah. But the original script uh, from William Gibson was not that movie. No. At all. And uh, a, a legend grew about what Alien 3 was supposed to be and what Gibson had originally envisioned for Alien 3. Okay. And uh, as a result, um, 
this comic is actually the result of that experience. They finally, they were like, you know what? Like, just make a comic version of the script. Okay. Just take the old script and make a comic book out of it. Right, right, right. Um, so they do. And the first issue is uh, is, is just setting up uh, where the, uh, Some the Sulaco ends up. Okay. And, like, also, I guess, kind of introducing you to clearly not what you... Like, if you're expecting this to be that movie, it's right. not that movie. This is not Alien 3, the movie you saw with the dog alien and the, like, moon with the... With, ugh. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, so, um, it's fine. It was very dull. Really? Yeah. Um, well, I guess, it, in a way, it's, like, part of the first act of the movie. You know? Yes. And you're kind well, of it's, setting it up. And this is, like, the first... 10 minutes or less of the movie. Okay. Um, which is, by the way, like, if you were to treat, because, like, if you ever look at movie storyboards, you could have a thousand page comic book out of the storyboards, and it would maybe be 10 minutes. Yeah. So, like, I, I'm sure this is going to be an interesting. It's not going to act. No, it, they really need to, like, adapt it. And I think that there's, like, it's a weird balance between ad- adaptation of the script mm-hmm. and, like, just seeing a storyboard for the script. Um, the characters are not ra- are not very distinct. The art is fine. It services the story, but it's, like, it, it, there's, a, there's a weird monochromatic element to it that makes it hard to follow. Um, overall, the idea is that, like, the, the Alien 3 that we didn't get, that we got in this comic, is about, like, salvages and, like, right claims and internal struggles between, like, governments uh, and the, the Sulaco and the surviving crew of Newt, Ripley, and Hicks and, uh, and, Bish- and half a bishop <laughs> is the result of that. Um, of course, an alien breaks into one of the... Uh, stasis pods of the Sulaco, just like in Alien 3, only this time it was Bishop instead of Newt. Okay. Actually, it wasn't Newt. Newt was Newt and nobody. Um, it was, it was, uh, Ripley. Yeah. Um, in any case, uh, it was Bishop. And, uh, the, the salvagers from, like, the, the rival company slash rival government, uh, get attacked by the facehugger from Bishop. Yeah. And it's, it's really dull. Oh. <laughs> Uh, if you, you know what, like, it's, it's fine, and it really does a, it's very interesting. I think it'll read a lot better in trade. I was just thinking that. There's like, no way I can read this month to month. Oh, okay. Um, but you should read it because it's pretty cool. Okay. Like, the, the, the whole thing will be cool. Right. But later. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, this is not Alien 5 by Neil Blomkamp. This is Alien 3, the alternate script for the third movie that no one really enjoys okay uh yeah i think it's gonna be great in trade because basically just like it's just the cold war mm. it's just like the u.s and the and the soviets and it's like again but i guess it makes sense because when it was written right um but still check it out because it's neat uh it's neat what they're doing um check it out and let and decide for yourself whether or not it's worth uh whether you can think you might want to read it in trade i say wait for the trade um, but I also, cause like, here's the thing. It's not like, oh no, if this book doesn't sell, they're never going to do that again. Like right. the only other one I would want is Alien 5 from Blomkamp, which I've said repeatedly should be a thing. Like make that yes. comic. Yeah. So maybe if it does sell, they'll do that. That's true. Yeah, Especially that's since that movie is totally dead. <laughs> uh, in the super chats, uh, Heartless Fang, what story or characters would you like to see adapted in the DLC in the Spider-Man PS4 game? Uh, I'd like to see Daredevil in it. Yes. 
I guess um, in the DLCs, do anything. Any amount of stories you can't do Hobgoblin. It'd be really cool. Who's the Hobgoblin? Do the mystery of the Hobgoblin. I would like to see Strange because I enjoy the Spider-Man Doctor Strange crossovers when they like, yeah. hang out together. Um, also, because the Sanctum's right there. Exactly, it's you just, just unlock the door. It's just that easy. I weirdly would like to see how they would adapt this story that I'm not like the hugest fan of, but like if done correctly, could be kind of fun, mm -hmm. especially if you put all the toys back into the box when you're done with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like the other. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I That'd see. That'd be kind of interesting. It would know? be interesting to see a, a video game version of the other. I hate the other, yeah, but I would be fine to saying, see a video I, game version. Part of me, I mean, didn't to finish making it. I just like to see what they would take from it. Like, show me your video game script on, on that one. Mm -hmm. Like, how, how do you make that work? Right, exactly. Uh, and Kyle Johnson, you guys are awesome. That is all. Well, thank you're, you. You're awesome, Kyle. Yes. Uh, Avengers came out. Okay. Uh, issue 700 wow. slash 10. Depending on which version you're talking yeah. about. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> you can't just blow past that. Oh, you... <laughs> Ursa Major. It's just a really, like, enjoyable, like... Vodka-drinking Russian bear Yeah, man. but it's got, like, cat ears, so yeah. there's a lot going on there. Okay, uh, this book is, like... It's like Aaron and Snyder are friends, and they were like, wouldn't it be funny if we did a book? Like, you know, uh, Snyder's doing a whole thing with Atlantis and yeah. Aquaman. What if Namor and uh, Atlantis attack the Earth? Again. So it's just, it's just water-based uh, superheroics. Namor forms a team of aquatic-based characters, and they attack a, like, deep-sea research facility uh the russians form their own super team previously established super team uh they square off against the avengers ross has a uh civil war-esque problem with the fact that the avengers are no longer affiliated with the america with the united states government instead they 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 set up a new base in a dead celestial body in the north pole right uh as you do as you do um so ross creates a new the result of this story is that the avengers like uh, i don't know i don't know what the hell the point of the story is the avengers like face off against their old allies they find themselves teaming up with the russians while also being at odds with them right uh we meet some new characters which is kind of neat uh, red just... widow for example from oh, the red room perhaps this is a a take on the cold war i mean right another cold war story why not totally relevant uh it's Ed McGinnis' art doesn't give the book the gravity I think it needs. It feels silly. Um, I have some issues, honestly, with the coloring that I'm seeing so mm -hmm. far because there are a lot of um, similarly toned characters, and I don't think they're doing enough job to separate them from one another. They don't want you. They want that. They they don't want you to be separating. You know what I mean? I, no. They want you to see like that. There's almost there's virtually no difference between these characters. And how, no, like, I meant like on the same side. Oh yeah, no, that's yeah. Like it's, it's just it's, like literally like in the, like I'm not even paying attention necessarily to that because like you didn't put enough like shadow or something. Yeah, in no, that's them. it's very problematic. Um, no, ultimately, saying, this is not my Avengers. Like at the end of the day, the more we get into Aaron's Avengers, the more I'm like, okay, I think I'm gonna have to drop this book. Right. Well, that's a because shame. for me, the Avengers are Spider-Man, Luke Cage, Wolverine, yeah. Iron Man. Like they're street-level characters that are dealing with bigger events. 
Uh, and I know that that's like, a, it was a flash in the pan. It was a small like element. Right. Uh, but for me, like that was the thing that got me to read the Avengers. Right. I didn't like the Avengers when they were like, so godlike, larger than life and distant. Mm-hmm. So I'm not interested. Uh, well, and that's kind of interesting. Cause like Thor number seven that we, I talked about earlier is also Aaron, mm-hmm. but and here's the thing, I really can't say this overall because I've only read so many Aaron books, but right. Aaron seems more suited to mythology and magic. Yes. Um, <clears throat> yeah, big time. Okay, uh, the big last page reveal of the book, of course, is that like Ross <sighs> Ross um, brings in a his own team, like a, a, an American-themed team, to back him up and deal with the Avengers, and it's the Squadron Supreme, which is a Marvel equivalent of an anti of a, of a parody of the uh, Justice League. Gotcha. But they're called the Squadron Supreme of America, lol, like the Justice League. And wow, she really looks like Superwoman. Yeah, or Wonder Woman. No, I'm just, like I meant. But yeah, from Crime Syndicate. Yeah. I agree. Uh, it's weird. Also, Coulson's not dead anymore, which is in keeping with his character. <laughs> yeah. Coulson is clearly like the Maxwell Lord of the Squadron Supreme of America, which is the Justice League International. Uh, uh, I'm interested to see the Squadron Supreme versus the Justice League. If they didn't just do a Hyperion, like, cool thing, like, <laughs> then whatever. Uh, but, but okay. Um, there's also a couple of backups in the story. Uh, Robbie Reyes deals with Odin, and it's like, clearly Aaron loves this idea. Um... Loki meets up with Wolverine, but it's like, sure. but it's like Aaron's Phoenix Wolverine or something. Okay. I don't know. Wolverine um, shows Loki the future and like it teases up a whole bunch of stuff that I couldn't care less about. Okay. Uh, you know, like, oh, Hyperion versus Captain America. I knew that was coming. Uh, oh, like. Well, okay, that's kind of cool though. A man thing wielding Mjolnir. Yeah. Maybe. If it's. No, and holding. Iron Man. I think it's like a. Is a helmet. I was like, is that a baby? Yeah. It it, it it looks like man. It's like it looks like they're gonna do like a future imperfect for man thing. It's also Punisher in cool armor. Uh, a bunch of people get the star brand. Namor attacking hand ninjas. Is that Moon Knight? Yeah, and Moon Knight with like what appears to be like mummies. You know because <laughs> okay that I would read. Yeah, probably. Um, and the Wasp is on a covert mission to Transylvania to infiltrate Dracula's castle and winds up freeing Blade and inviting him to join the Avengers. First, he has to take a blood bath. Right. It's so funny. It's never not going to be funny. I know. Uh, it's a shame. Blade yeah, Blade fun. on the Avengers. Everyone's like asking me my opinion about that. I, I don't know. Everyone's an Avenger, so who cares? Well, like, it's like we've seen like more street level characters be part of the new Avengers. So it's mm-hmm. like you know. Yeah. Uh, I guarantee you, Blade's going to only last so long, and not because of popularity or anything like that, but because he's not going to want to hang out like, with them. I feel like Blade's going to be like. I am not a team player. No. And also, like... Do you have a vampire problem? Right. Because that's what I'm here for. <laughs> Either way, whatever. Yeah. I, I, like, there's these big... It's... it's it, <sighs> there's a lot of big last page reveals that I'm just like... <sighs> that book seems to have a Return of the King issue. It just won't end? Yeah. Well, it's just, like, just... Dun, dun. Well, that's just, it was the celebrating 700 issues of Avengers. I get like, so it's it, supposed to be like a bunch of different stories. In it, one, I appreciate that. But like the the little like like ending vignette kind of things, it's kind of like if you don't stack them the right way, it, the punch is removed. Like oh, you've totally. Ta- like you've taken the teeth out of any like <gasps> moment because every you're trying to make every moment a like gasp moment. Completely. No. And eventually I'll just pass out from gasping so much. <laughs> 
Um, oh, man. So, okay. Uh, Firefly is a book. All right. Go for it. Uh, Boom Studios got the license out of Dark, uh, Dark Horse. Okay. Thank God. Dark when Horse does this was take doing. Because I see washes in it. Before the movie okay. ruined everything. It's literally that's the only way you can make Firefly interesting. Yeah. Is to go like, okay, that movie really messed everything up. Everything has to take place before the movie. Every story. Yeah. That means that like there has to be they they had a very busy year. By the way, this is like this story takes place like very shortly before the new movie. Or the mm -hmm. the movie. Like, oh, yeah. they're referring to Anara needing to leave. They're referring to Book having to go. You know, like, they're, it's all this stuff. Okay. Um, it's written by Greg Pak, who is perfectly suited for this book, yeah. because Greg Pak loves to write about, like, Asian culture. Uh, Firefly, of course, doesn't feature any Asian characters, so, you know, that's kind of funny. But uh, either way, perfectly suited for this book. Uh, the art's fun. Story's fine. Uh, I'm happy because at least a Whedon isn't writing it anymore. Because every time, because like Whedon had this whole thing, Joss Whedon created Firefly, if you're not familiar. Um, Whedon had this whole thing where he's like, no one but a Whedon will write Firefly or Serenity Comics because like it's mine. Even though like Tim Minear wrote all the best episodes. <laughs> every best episode of Firefly is never written by a Whedon. Putting it out there. And every issue of Firefly has been like the worst episode of the show like every issue has been terrible there's never been a good firefly comic okay and this is readable okay that's something it feels like it's like a fan writing it you know like oh no serenity has a problem and everyone's having a fun time talking about how they're all gonna die and uh-oh mal skimped on some fuel we gotta go land plant side deal with some fuel um, there's a big, cool, crazy dreadnought that's gonna kill them all. The book recognizes immediately. Book somehow involved in the Alliance. What's his story? Unfortunately, there's a book already telling you the Shepherd's Tale, and it's horrible. Uh, the, the, the crew, uh, you know, the plucky team goes to this, like, dry town where they are, uh, hired by, like, a joke cult of Mormons, basically, who all want the crew of Serenity to, like, defend them against a rival group of jerks who live on the planet. Okay. And so they've... But the Dreadnought's tracking them. What are they gonna do? You know, it's like, it's just that. Okay. <laughs> also oh. Spider-Man. I was like, we just transitioned right <laughs> into Spider-Man. Well, okay. It's fine. It's very... It's it's fun. It's, <laughs> it's better than the last four books that had Firefly or Serenity on the title. Right. Better than all of those somehow. Uh, woof. Okay. It, it, it's fine. You know, it's funny. Like Firefly, right? Great yeah. show. Yeah. Beautiful episodes. It's an incredible yeah. series. Fun universe. Yeah. Uh, I, I've I, my love for it has waned exponentially as they keep adding stuff to it. Right. Like the movie. Hey, everything you love is dead. Oh, that mm, that really broke my heart. Then they made comics. Here's more comics. Oh, but every comic that takes place in every comic has been before the movie because they know the movie ruins everything. And the one comic that takes place after the movie was written by Patton Oswald, and it's horror. It's even worse. That's uh, Jetwash. It's like Patton grabbed an RPG campaign that he wrote like thirty years ago, <laughs> and then changed the characters. 
It's so terrible. The only thing it does is it establishes that Zoe is pregnant. Yeah. I was like, I think I read that one. I think they also did another one. Yeah, they did they did do a sequel series where they deal with the operative. Okay. Neat ideas. A lot of neat ideas, but none of them have good execution. Okay. In any case, uh Firefly number one from Boom Studios, written by Greg Pak, is pretty fun. Yeah. And it could reinvigorate some love for the franchise. It could build a new audience out of it if it's sold correctly. Like if it's if it builds the right audience, if it catches the right wind if people seem to be interested in that kind of thing like it needs to be the all the conditions need to be right well for i it. think that they know for a fact that they have a built-in audience if they can get it out to those people that's the thing but like everyone who's been reading it is like oh like brown coats who are just like i'm in on spot they gotta be sick of it by now like <laughs> no some of them just love it they don't care right they don't care if it's good or not they don't care either way this is fine, and it's better than anything the Dark Horse is publishing with the Firefly. That's pretty cool. Them, so. Or what else we got? Uh, like I said, Spider-Man I saw Spider-Man, Man. and that was amazing. I love that. Yeah, Spider-Man just... also came out. Uh, it's written by Spencer with art by Ramos. At least it wasn't like, and in a weird turn of events in the Firefly universe, Spider-Man, Spider-Man shows, shows up. up. Uh, basically, Black Cat reveals to Spider-Man that uh, she was part of this, like, of the Guild of Thieves. And the Guild of Thieves now is a new ruler who's, like, more extreme. And, like, interested in making the Thieves Guild, like, mainstream and kicking okay. ass. And so they stole the superheroes' outfits and, and and stuff. So Black Cat takes them to the vault where they keep them. And so Spidey gets his web shooters back. And then Black Cat's like, and I'm keeping, like, some of it, too. Because I'm, like, not, I'm, I'm not all good, you know? Yeah, I still need to make money. Exactly. This, right? Like, there's still an investment in it, so. Mm-hmm. But then... The new leader shows up and she's like, Mwahaha, I've trapped you. Oh no! Last page reveal! Um, Is the last page reveal the leader or the... Yeah, the, well, the leader we saw in the first oh, story okay. of this arc. But, you know what's great about this book? Uh, it feels like a Spider-Man comic. Really? There's no energy vampires or any, like, duplicate versions of Spider-Man or any, like, high-flying, universal-destroying bullshit in it. Yeah. It's just a, a guy from Queens and his sexy ex-girlfriend teaming up despite his best judgment to go tr- to try to save face in the superhero community because they're trying to like right they're, they're spencer's trying to establish that like spider-man is back to being like Not a loner liked, and yeah. unliked by the superheroes okay which is fine uh there's also a subplot that works in every way for me because it's exactly why i read spider-man comics uh it's peter parker's having a hard time and uh, you know, life throws him a curveball filled with amazing supporting characters who all have their own distinct personalities. For example, Dance Lot Creation Carly Cooper comes back into town. Really? Yep. Wow. And they And in the last story, like, you could tell Slot was just like, I'm taking my toys and I'm going to break two of them and I'm going to go home. Like, he made, uh, he, he had Carly get, like, messed up and turned to, like, half a goblin creature. And she's just like, she's just, half her face is goblinized. She's like, I'm getting the hell out of here and screw you and I'm leaving. And you're like, good riddance, you were boring. And so she leaves, and when she's back, she's ungobbled. And I want to say that, like, there, I'm sure, because Spencer loves continuity, he probably is going to do a story, what happened to Carly Cooper's face? But I bet it, what's even more fun is if they go, like, who gives a shit? She she gets over, she takes some... Am, she, government she, took she, care yeah, of she, it. No, know. she takes some ibuprofen, and she's, and she's all cleared up. Like, either way... She's got some sleep, it's fine. Yeah, so Carly Cooper shows up, and she takes Mary Jane out to lunch while Peter, of course, ran off to be Spider-Man. They both know who he is. Mary Jane and Peter are back together. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Carly is like, I want to be friends with you, Mary Jane, because we both have a have a have a connection. We both used to date Peter, and what a jerk is he? And Mary Jane's like, I'm back together, Peter. And Carl's like, Oh, well, then you should join the support group I joined, because like being with Peter was traumatic, and I have like PTSD from that experience. And so like you probably have even worse than I do, because like. Being friends with Spider-Man or dating him must be, like, the worst thing in the world. She's like, no, it's actually the best thing in the world. Like, it, it defines who I am. Like, yeah, I yeah. love being with, with Peter. And she's like, no. Like, that sucks. Trust me. Go to this meeting. So she goes, so Mary Jane, like, out of morbid curiosity goes to this meeting. It turns out that, like, it's a support group for people who love or have a familiar connection to superheroes run by Jarvis of the Avengers. Oh, okay. Something that Jarvis probably would never do, yeah, but let's I put it in there. Fine. Uh, so Jarvis is like, basically, after No Surrender and I almost died, I decided that, like, there are a lot of people who went through trauma based on superheroes, so I'm using all technology that can be used against us later, but let's not just say that out loud. Yeah. Uh, but technology to scramble and ob obfuscate all the people in the room so it's all purely anonymous. We're oh, all here sure. per in, in person, and we can all talk about ourselves and our and the secret identities of all the people we love. But no one knows what it is because, right. like, all the voices and names and, and faces are scrambled. Except the guy who's like, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Like, well, there's a. The funny thing is, we 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 see all six of these people in the meeting, uh -huh. and we know who every single one of them is. Foggy Nelson, Genki, like it, yeah, I was like, that's just obviously everyone is obvious, which is hilarious because like, don't worry, everyone's anonymous. We we all know who they all are. Like it's they're all established. Yeah. But uh, Mary Jane's like, that's cool. I really don't need this. Right. And like, I was like, oh, it's interesting. I see what you're doing. Spencer, you're creating this, this thing. This is what Mary Jane will be doing for the rest of the book. Okay. And she's like, no, I'm good. I don't need this. And like, like, it's cool that like, you're doing this thing about how, like, I understand people being like, no, I don't need therapy or I don't need connection with other people. I don't need that. And like, oh no. And eventually she'll learn a lesson. I don't really believe she does. She needs it. But, like, it'd be interesting to see what happens as a result. Either way, she's, like, visibly uncomfortable with the whole situation. It's fun to see her and Jarvis' connection, like, connect again, because, like, she used to live there with him. Yeah. Um, but either way, uh, it's, it's, I don't know what's going to happen. And I think that's because of the actual trauma written by the creator, and not just because the writer is trying to throw me a curveball. Right. And that's, like, refreshing. That's great. Like, hey. That's lovely. It's a book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About characters that I know, but can still surprise me. Mm. Hold a thunk that. <laughs> uh, so it's really fun and cool, and uh, it's just, it's quintessentially Spider-Man. I think you're really going to enjoy it. If you like Spider-Man, you're going to love this book. Uh, you know, read it. It's okay. good. It's nice. Who's Genki? He's Ned Leeds from the movie. <laughs> um, Uncanny X-Men, number one. Okay. Uh, the Return of X-Men. Everybody was like, what? Like, Jonathan Eggman's going to take over X-Men. Is this the, isn't there a director's cut of this, too, out there somewhere? Uh, I don't know. If there is, I don't want it. Because okay. there's just too much. There's a lot of stuff in this book. Um, the, the, the long and the short of it is, like, the X-Men are back. Um, there's going to be, there's a new, there's a new striker. There's a new, you know, like, there's, there's this new senator, and he hates mutants, and he wants, and there's this new cure that they're going to create, a vaccine, though. It's not a cure, it's a vaccine. It's very different. In the last 17 times we did the story. Uh, but anyway, the X-Men are the X-Men are throwing a new uh, bigoted, genetically motivated problem. Right. And uh, we get we we establish that like a few of like the newer X-Men are lame. 
you know, mm-hmm. like they go on a mission against like some really like lame X-Men villains. Okay. They get their asses handed to them. The real X-Men show up and kick their asses. Uh, just, just the other X-Men guys? No, the bad no. guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, there's a lot of cool stuff happening in this book if you're a classic X-Men fan. Okay. And by classic, I mean like if you like X-Men for 20 years. So I'm not really up on what's going on in current X-Men. I'll no. I'm the first one to say this out loud. What's up with the um, living jelly skeleton man? Oh, well... Person? I don't know, honestly. I think yeah. it's a man or a woman. No, no, no. Well, it, it, it's a boy. Um... If you you know what you gotta read you gotta read um, Avengers Arena because a lot of these characters show up in that book. Oh really? Um, yeah, even though oh. it's called Avengers Arena, I think because they gotta put the word Avengers on everything. Yeah, I remember that. Either way, uh, classic comicsology, nice work. I just like the I just like his look, and it reminds me of uh, you know D and D. Yeah, like yeah, a, he looks like a, a jelly cube, like a jelly cube, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, but no, like um, I don't remember his name. I can't remember it. That's I know okay. Armor. Armor's in there. Uh, but I don't remember his name. But in any case... Uh, oh, there it is. Thank you. Glob. Herman? Yeah, Glob. Well, Glob Herman. But uh, yeah, he was supposed to be dead. But either way. Well, it's hard uh, to tell. He's a skeleton, you say. Yeah, well, that was his mutant. <laughs> Glob is a fun character. He's a sweet guy. And uh, I liked his. I liked his use in, uh, I think it was Avengers Arena. And and he'll always look excited. Yeah. It's actually really distracting because his eyeballs always make him look like he's surprised. And also, typically, when you see skeletons, you know, they're always really jazzed about something. Yeah, because they're always, like, smiling and their their mouths are agape. (laughs) Uh, Either way, so, like, in a a press conference that would never happen, uh, there's a new senator who's like, oh, mutants are bad. Take this, take this shot and you don't want to get mutants anymore sure and then they're like oh but we're going to have a counterpoint come up at this rally and that's gonna be kitty pride but kitty pride is missing and jamie madrox aka the multiple man is looking for her and he screws everything up like he shows up and he like takes gene grace gene gray was gonna pitch take for her jamie madrox shows up and he's like hey uh i'm just killing time until like all my multiples show up to like get the senator out of here because something bad's gonna happen um so clearly, like, there's a time travel element to this. Okay. Either way, so uh, Kitty Pride goes missing. Uh, the senator winds up disappearing. Mm-hmm. And then later on in the story, they wake up, and they're tied to chairs, along with Apocalypse, who is what? also tied to, like, an X. <laughs> like, an X cross. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, no, like, someone is selectively choosing different mutants and non-mutants for their own nefarious purposes. Interesting. So let's say I'm like like I said I'm not having that up on X Men. Can I just jump in with this? Ah uh, yes. <laughs> like here's the thing. This is a classic X Men book in terms of like you're never gonna be able to jump into an X Men book cold, right? But, like, but like let's say people want to pick this up for the first time. They're like I'm not really an X Men fan, but maybe I want to try it out. Yeah. Like, can I try it out here? Yeah. Okay. I mean I would if you want to try it. This okay. is the time to do it. By the way, I was thinking of uh, X-Men Academy, not uh, Avengers Arena. Yeah. Sorry, okay. everybody. Excuse me. Because I think I read a little bit of that. That's I, the one I'm thinking of, yeah. And I think I might have gotten to Glob the more I think about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, the rest of the book is back up. Wait, that's not the end? No. Well, it's it's like it's the, the Avengers end of the story. Okay, like, That was yeah. the end of the main story. 
setting up like, oh no, where's Kitty Pride? What's Jamie's problem? All that stuff. Right. Uh, then there's a story about Bishop, who winds up running into the Sugar Man, who is a holdover from the Age of Apocalypse, uh, but not very long he dies. Jean okay. uh, has a clandestine conversation with an old lady who seemingly dies in a fight that she has in the next story. Okay. Uh, and um, what's the last story? Uh, oh, the last story is that like the X-Men get embroiled into a big fight right and an old lady dies but then it turns out she's not really not really dead she was she was she's not actually she's an not old actually, lady she's at not all. actually an old lady oh really no like is it mystique i don't think it's mystique because uh. it, it like it looks like it's a man oh okay but either way oh no um just it for me it's classic x-men in terms of like oh no it's a lot of like is it morph could this one be for him <laughs> Here's the thing. Morph doesn't look anything like a person. Uh, Morph looks like the mask if he were white. Yeah. Um, but he's from the Exiles, and I don't know if that Morph would even like work, because that's the Age of Apocalypse version of Morph. Either way. I'm just, I'm just, look, I'm asking the questions that I think everybody wants answered. Yeah. So it's nobody. It's setting things up. <laughs> right, okay. And it's fine. Like, it, you know what? Like, it's doing everything right, and it... It's it's scratching everybody's itch when it comes to what what the X Men should be and where they're going. Um, it was expensive, but it's still like it, you get you get at least three stories out of it. Okay. No, it's great. <laughs> um, but yeah, so okay. that was fun. There you go. And those are all the new books that I wanted to talk about. Not me. Um, what well, what else do you have? Mister Miracle. That's right, Mister Miracle. Mister Miracle number twelve came out this week. Um, well, last week. Yeah. My chair stuck. So I get for rolling on oh, my wait. chair. I forgot another one. Okay. I read Superman. You read Superman? Yeah. Everybody told me I had to read it. Okay. Which doesn't usually work, but it worked this time. What? 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 What's up? Yeah. Uh. Superman goes to the negative zone to fight Rogelzar. Um, eventually, Superman decides that he has to kill Rogelzar. Okay. But Bendis didn't like Man of Steel either, so his, he, he, he remembers his parents, and then he doesn't. He decides not to do it. Okay. But uh, but Zod can. Okay. And so Zod's like, so Zod returns to the negative zone to kill him to kill Rogelzar, which like, fine. This is kind of cool. Yeah. It's a, like like I said, well, you know, it's and like oh, here's that's... the thing: Superman didn't didn't have to kill him, but that's savable. Exactly. Uh, this was pretty okay, but <laughs> who cares? Like <laughs> a lot of people do. Not to not to disparage it. Uh, Superman uh, looked great, um, and it was it, it introduces a neat idea that like basically they're doing the new Krypton saga again, um, but you know, hey. You know, Zod and Superman working together. I like just, but hey. But hey. It wasn't written by Bendis. How about now? Like, yeah. I don't like the idea of there being like an actual common foe. That being said, Rogelzar sucks. Um, you know, if you if you love Bendis and Superman, this is a must purchase. If you hate Bendis and Superman, it's fine. And you might enjoy the read. Uh, there are no unforgivably annoying Bendis supporting human characters like he like is in every issue. 
Uh, those characters are insufferable. And whenever they show up, I'm like, oh, I regret buying this book. Um, Regrets! I, but Rogelzar's in it. Who is like the most overrated character ever. But, uh, anyway. It, it, it's pretty cool. Like, it was it was pretty neat. Check it out if you are morbidly curious about a Bendis story that I thought was okay. Okay. Uh, by the way, I love Bendis. Not Bendis, Superman. And uh, reserve your judgment for, of course, the inevitable ruining of John. Okay. Um, you have Mr. Miracle. So I'm really not going to talk about this because it is the end, and I think there are a lot of people who either may not be caught up or intended on reading this as, as a trade. As a trade, and so it would really be very inappropriate of me to just ruin. just be like, yeah. Here's a recap. Of- I will say, like the very like one of the first pages, like it, it's actually I think an alternate cover is just spectacular. Yes, it's just a like beautiful, simple image. Um, that has the DC logo up in the corner in like it's almost an all black cover. It just says Dark Side is in that font, and then in the lower right hand corner is Mr. Miracle like acting like the blackness is like a curtain. And yes. He's trying to hold it up for his kid. I'm like, Ugh. that's cool. It's just a cool image. That is um, cool. I'm gonna try really hard to just kind of summarize my thoughts and feelings about this book without giving anything away. Yeah. Um, I will warn you if you were looking forward to reading this, Aaron. You haven't finished it yet, and you were expecting a an ending with an answer. You're not going to get that, and I'm not saying that's bad mm-hmm. necessarily. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're not going to get a solid and there the and, end right. roll credits yeah. ending to this. It is going to leave you with a lot of questions. Um. So some of the questioning in this, I think, is really well done. I think some of it is a little unnecessary and almost too vague. Mm. You know, like, and so, like, here's where I'm coming from this. Like, because initially when I read it, I was completely unsatisfied. Mm-hmm. But I was really glad to have the extra time to just kind of ruminate over it. Because I did read it when it first came out so that nothing would be spoiled. Right. And uh, so I've had almost a full week at this point to really just kind of go over it. Um, and I am a fan of games like Silent Hill 2, where there is, like, the ending of it is very, the whole thing is very questionable, I guess, to kind of what's going on. Right. And that's kind of how this is going to be for you. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's happening. You don't really know the end status or, like, place of all of your characters at the end of it. All you know is that potentially more is coming. Yeah. For this uh, line book series. I don't know. I don't think it'll be directly, like, it right. could be a direct sequel, but it won't be, like, you know. Mr. Miracle 2. Yeah. Um. So, there's a lot to it. There's a lot to unpack with it. When you're reading it, I think if you're one of the people who is trade waiting on this, I think you're going to have an incredibly different experience than those of us who read it month to month. Because there are a lot of visual cues in this book. And I highly recommend that you pay attention to those. I think uh, Mitch Jarrods did a lot of heavy lifting here. Mm. I think, you know, King wrote this story. He had a, a very specific... Um, tale that he wanted to tell. I think the message, there is a message in there, and I think each person's going to come away with something different from what his message is. Right. But Jared's had the opportunity to really put these, like, little subtle touches here and there that, like, when you put them all together, equal something much larger. Mm. Um, And so that's why I think the the trade of this is going to be a, a stronger purchase right. overall because okay. I think it's just going to be like a, a very, very different experience. Cool. Um, I look forward to actually picking it up as a trade. Mm. I do have like 
the indie, um, or not the indie, uh, the individual floppies. I've got a couple of actual floppies and I've got a couple of digital versions of it as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely think that the trade is probably the way to go with this book. Um, it's although, usually how it goes. I know. Work. I know. And although, although there are certainly some phenomenal covers that came out of this. Mm-hmm. And so if you're a person who really digs covers, I would definitely maybe go after a few of the individual issues. Um, I think this book is very different than his uh, study of vision. Yes. I think it's very different from his work on Omega Men. Right. Um, but it it's going to be more of a head scratcher. I think there are going to be certainly some people who think it's there's a lot to explore and there's a lot of meaning to it. And I think there's going to be some people who are very unsatisfied with how this ended mm-hmm. and think that it may have been too obtuse. Mm. So I think it's up to each individual person. And so I do recommend you pick it up and trade, though. So, there you go. There you go. That's it. I've uh, tried so hard not no, to yeah, tell you to anything about or, what happens. That's fair. And I, <laughs> I think that's a good uh, that's a good way to talk about it. Yeah. Um, Cam in the Super Chat says, uh, who do you think was in the support group? Um, I think if you know all those characters, you'll be able to identify every single one of them. Uh, I definitely caught Genki and... Uh, Foggy. And Foggy Nelson and... Uh, I. I I think, uh, I think Pepper. Yeah, it definitely looked like Pepper Potts. Yeah. Uh, well. Whatever they say, all the things they say, it's very specific about those characters. Interesting. Um, so definitely those three, if not the rest. I was like trying to figure out all of them, but I was like, they're all pretty like in, like, if you know the character, you'll know exactly who they are. Yeah. Uh, King's Portkull uh, says, brief thoughts of Man of Steel. Which one? The movie or the comic? Uh, oh. not, I'm not a fan of either one. Um <laughs> So I think <laughs> I don't really like either one of them. I think they were, uh, you know, not great and untrue depictions of Superman. Uh, Breston Bryant, that chair rollback earned you some money. I laughed out loud. That's really funny. Thank you. Uh, that was gold. I was like, it's just, I was just playing it, playing it cool, just, just owning it. And Frederick Amon saying hi. Just want to let you know that you rock. Well, thank you very much. Thank you my very friend. much. You I was rock. really hoping you were just going through a review, and I was like, I don't have to be here for this. Yeah, no. Nope. I gotta come back. Yeah, gotta exactly. Keep the show going. But uh, yeah, um, people wanted to know my thoughts on this book as well. Okay. Uh, Green Lantern. I don't know if it's called Green Lantern Intergalactic Lawman or Beware My Power, The Green Lantern, or The Green Lantern. That's what I come to expect from Grant freaking Morrison writing a Green Lantern book. If you loved uh, Jeff Johns' run on Green Lantern, then you are probably going to hate this Green Lantern. Um, It throws everything in the garbage and promises to not reference any of it later on either. Really? Uh, Yeah. It's interesting, but but who cares? Um, If you are like ready for a total palate cleanser like something that features green lantern and high flying like intergalactic insanity and like literal insanity then you're going to probably really enjoy this book Those and it it does I might like. it feels like that okay uh if i you know what i can liken it to it feels like if hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy or an action <laughs> and if you think that's awesome, huh. then you're probably gonna love this 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 book. Okay. And if you think that's really stupid for it to be Green Lantern, yeah, then you're probably right. Um, and that's it. Liam Sharp has some awesome pages, okay, and some not awesome pages. Okay. Um, 
He's a very, very distinct style. Yes, he does. Um, there are a couple of like iconic moments in this story. Yeah. And some like, why are you making those choices moments in this in this book? Um, but like I said, if you love Grant Morrison and you think Hitchhiker's Guide, but as an action movie is awesome, you then this is such a book for you. If you can't stand Grant Morrison or you think he's a little like full of himself, yeah, <laughs> get ready for more. Um, so there you go, Green Lantern. Right. Okay. Whatever. <coughs> By the way, last week, oh, two weeks ago, I also I read um, Doctor Strange. Yeah, it was fine. Right. It's fine. Um, yeah, I remember you saying. Unsurprisingly, were... Baron Mordo was behind everything. What? That's crazy. Um, and uh, I also read, uh, I just wanted to just give a shout out to it because I actually kind of enjoyed it and it made me think of another spacefaring book. Mm. Uh, it's, uh, Outer Darkness is a um, horror space book written by John Lehman and Afu Chan. I remember you recommended that. Yeah, it's um, it's just, it's, you know, they, uh, they're they part of the team for Chew and stuff like that. So like it's very um, stylized mm-hmm. in the way that it looks. Kind of an interesting concept. Um, the idea is that like... It's it's uh, Event Horizon, but if like afterwards, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> oh, cool! Okay. Except like, except not. It's not like they go to hell, but it's like the idea of like spaceships run on supernatural power, typically either a demon or a god, and you have to like give them sacrifices, and then like you can have space travel. Oh my god! Okay. So we're going into that territory, and like, so it's interesting to see. But like, there's a guy who like gets in trouble for like. Kind of, like, going against his commanding officer and whatever, so he and his buddy get kicked out of, like, the, the space thing or whatever, and, like, they're kicking around, like, not really doing anything, and then, mm-hmm. like, the uh, academy or whatever government comes to them and says, like, oh, we got a job for you, you know? You know what I mean? Like, yes. That kind of thing, so they have to go on the board, and he gets, or go back to it all, like, one of them becomes captain and all that, right? Mm-hmm. But um, kind of elements of it reminded me of Binturong, yes. especially in some of the coloring. Oh, yeah, no, very. But very different concept. Yeah. Very different concept. Um, but I thought it was kind of cool, and, you know, unlike, typically, like, you know, you got your Green Lantern, you got Fireflies, they're, they're like, they're space. But they're right. like very it's like specific. science fiction kind of, yeah. Yeah, and this is kind of um, science fantasy in mm. a sense. So if you're looking for something that isn't a commercial property mm-hmm. in a way, um, you can check that out. Cool. Just wanted to kind of give it a shout out. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, there are a bunch of books that come out this, not this week, but next week. Right. The 28th. So, Wait, not this week? I didn't see anything that came out that comes out next week because of, or this week because of the holiday. Oh, so it's I, next week. Oh, really? But let me take a look at uh, the 21st. Well, I'll take a look. Let's just vamp right now because this is how... Oh, yeah, that's right. So, okay, it is 21st. Oh, hey, there's something for me So there's right a bunch there. of stuff that come out uh, for the 21st. What in the meantime? For example, uh, Marvel Knights 20th number two comes out. Ooh. Uh, by the way, I didn't get a chance to really talk about this. I really enjoyed Marvel Knights number one. I don't know where it's going, but I think it's a good thing. It's you did, by you enjoyed Ma- it, though. I did enjoy it. Uh, Matthew Rosenberg, Nico Harrikin, uh, Jeff Shaw, Donny Cates. Check it out. Great. Um, Sounds excellent. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, that I thought Doctor Strange number eight looks like it's coming out as well. I know yes, I just is. said I was kind of like lukewarm on it. I'm still mm-hmm. going to read it, though. So if, you, if you're on board for this, though... Um, you know, Strange kind of getting back to basics in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, although it's like weighty in basics because it's like, yeah, we're doing the magic has a cost. We're doing Baron Mordo, but like we're putting this character in there that I created. <laughs> you're going to deal with we it. We knew that was coming. I know. I had such a better story 
or something similar. Yeah. Years. Anyway, um, but that's still coming out, so yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna be checking that out. Right. Um, Justice League number twelve comes out next week. Okay. Um, this is gonna be nuts. Uh, it is of course by James Tynion the Fourth, Drown Earth Part Three. Uh, it's just Batman in the cast fighting against the Legion of Doom. So if you've been waiting for that, here it is. Okay. Uh, looks dope. I'm excited <laughs> for it. Um. Similarly, there's another I Justice League. I can say, yeah, Justice League out. Dark number five comes out. We're going to be finally now in the wake of the Witching Hour, so I'm excited to see where this is going, and uh, just to see what what's what's next, what 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 they're going to be dealing with coming up. Because I kind of like the team that they've um, like cultivated here. Yes, and the idea that people can come in and out like as need be. Like I'm not, I honestly don't know because I haven't looked at any previews or anything like that. Whether or not like someone like Constantine is going to be around more so, or like bomb in and out as need be, and therefore we can kind of sub out some other. That's characters. what I expect. And that's kind of cool to me. So that's that's neat. I'm, yeah, I'm fine with that. Um, also from um, the DC uh, area, if you are a Lucifer fan, be on the lookout for Lucifer number two coming out next week. Yeah, or this week, next week, this week, this week. It's Wednesday. Wednesday. Get your comics before you have your before Thanksgiving. Before you have to see with your family. <laughs> if you're in America, right. Um, yeah. Uh, is that it? That is it. I didn't check one other thing. Hold okay. On. Uh, Cold Spots number four. Oh, Cold Spots. Uh, that horror book by Cullen Bunn uh, coming out uh, from Image this week, so I'll be picking that up. Wow, a lot of things that I have to be picking up. It's true. This, this keeps happening. By the way, on the 28th, there's a DC artist Poison Ivy statue I thought you might be interested in. Wow. Yeah. It's called the uh, Artist Alley uh, concept. From DC Collection. It looks like she's made out of ink. Yeah. That's really cool. It's a mix of cultures where it takes like Asian manga and uh, manga and Western art influences to create this like dark version of those characters. 40? That's it? Yeah, 40 bucks. So check it out. I want that. <laughs> but that is in two weeks, not oh. in one week. Uh, so yeah. Oh yeah. Um, by the way, we also didn't get a chance to talk about this because it came out last week or the week before. Um, Death of Humans ended and it was great. Yeah. And it's funny, I've been talking about how great Ooh. and how much I love Death of Humans. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until I said I love Death of Humans number five, uh, we're probably going to do it on back issues in January, and people were like, oh, actually, it's a terrible book. It's actually the worst. And I'm like, I've been singing its praises for five weeks and no one has been like, this book sucks. The last book comes out and everyone's like, you're an idiot. And I'm like, please. I was going to say, um, just also to put on your radar uh, for what coming out this week, yeah. Mr. and Mrs. X, number five, is coming out. So Yay, good. Still loving the series. When are you going to do that Rogue and Gambit book on uh, back I, issues? Well, I, I offered to do that instead of what we ended up doing for our, I guess, Thanksgiving back issues. Yeah. But, so, pretty soon then. Soon. Although there are a couple of things people really want, like the next Saga volume. Yeah, it's been Sandman a Sandman number two. Sandman volume, volume two. two. We should do a uh, we should do a poll. See what book you're gonna you're gonna do next. What what book will I do next? Uh, but uh, yeah, so we want to thank you all oh so much God. for hanging out with us. Uh, let's see. By the way, let us know in the comments uh, down below what you think of a Monday off the rack. Yeah, how did this work for you? How did this work out for you as roast Sundays? We're just um, trying it out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, by the way, if you don't get a chance, go over to Audible and check us out there. Uh, go to audible.com/slash/comicpop or yes. text. Comic Pop to 500-500, and you'll get uh, a sweet discount on three months of oh, yeah. Sub yeah, subscription. Yeah, and there's there's something, honestly, for everyone on there. Um, Neil Gaiman, there's quite the library available to him. I know in particular I'm interested in that Norse mythology book that he put out. Mm -hmm. It's available, so is American Gods. Um, a lot of his works are on there, mm -hmm. so if you don't have time, but you definitely want to dive into some more Neil Gaiman, 
that's probably a way to go. Um, there's also some all ages books. Um, there's an all ages book um, by uh, Jimmy Patterson uh, called Max Einstein. Max Einstein. Um, it's a middle school book. Uh, it's 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 a cute little thing. So if you know anyone who is of that age, um, it could It'd be, be a great gift. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a fun pickup. By the way, you know what else you can do? When you're part of-